And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex, my name's Paul, and if you guys are ready for some sort of baseball news to happen this week, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. going on man how you doing today brother i'm doing pretty good yeah long weekend getting prepared for the baby um you know it's four and a half weeks away technically but you gotta you know, it's kind of kicking into that mindset of you know it could really happen at any time yeah um, that's not how you draw it up and for the first you know that's not usually what happens but it's kind of that minds that mindset right of like any it you know tonight she could start <laughs> and yeah. so where where are we at with being prepared and while we've done a good job and taylor has shouldered the load on that and done and you know i gotta give her all the credit it's uh it's caused for a couple chaotic weekends and things so hanging some shelves building some stuff rearranging our bedroom to have room for a glider in it and it's so it's it's been a long weekend but i'm good how about you dude tired yeah Work this morning, just got off work uh, an hour ago, so been a, today was a busy day at work. Yeah, day shift, baby. Not not only that, just a lot going on in the realm of Paul right now at work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like against Big Pharma or? No. No, okay. No. Not even Big Pharma. Even, even Big, Big Pharma, Pharma knows to leave it alone. I can like, hear it in your voice. Yeah, it's it's getting real. Yeah, even Big Pharma's. Yeah. Like, let's let's give this guy the, the week <laughs> off. Come to a truce. Yeah. You guys are like, all right. We'll we'll pick this up on the other side. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, God bless you. Well, we're here to try and talk about baseball. So that's Yeah, fun, or least. the lack thereof. The lack thereof. But luckily we got college baseball starting and we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see. There's a lot going. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> trying to trying to hang my head on something. The it, only it good feels- news is that there might be something this week. Literally nothing happened last week. It's just them being like, we want this. No, we're going to give you this. No, we want this. Okay, we won't give you that. More we'll or less. This. Yeah, more or less. It's, but we're gonna we'll we'll get into it here in a minute. That's the we'll that that was the too long didn't read. Yeah, meeting all week this week, but we'll mm. we'll get into it a little bit. Um, you watch any of the All Star? I did anything. Well, I okay. watched the Celebrity Game, um, which was a blast. Uh, Miles Garrett threw down. It was. The He's rim so shook. Big. It was like watching Shaq dunk. Yeah. It was nuts. He's such a big boy. Yeah. He's so athletic. Um, Watch that. I saw highlights from the uh, skills challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't watch the three-point contest. Didn't watch the dunk contest. I heard this was the most anticlimactic dunk contest ever. Yeah. 
That's um, what I read about on Twitter. It's people saying that sucked. And then watched the watched highlights from the All Star game. I didn't stay up last night to watch it. Yeah. I didn't end up watching any of it. I just wasn't interested. And Steph busy, Curry kind of popped weekend. the fuck off for fifty with like sixteen threes and one MVP. LeBron hit a buzzer beater to win to to close the game out. That I did see. I saw a funny tweet. It said LeBron really got a work was playing with Steph. You know, on Sunday, dropped a fifty piece from his point guard, and then he's got to go back to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see all the stuff that LeBron was saying about uh, Brony and everything? Or Brony? Brony, Brony. They're two different things, but Brony? No, I didn't. What did he say? Uh, so he said that his last year playing will be with wherever his son's playing, wherever it be with Brony's playing. So he said at that point, it's not about money. It's about the experience of playing with his son. Yeah. And I, cool. I did see it. I didn't see that, but I saw the uh, something about a tweet like, do you think Brody really wants to play with his dad? Because like that, <laughs> you want to go out with his teammates after the game, and your dad's sitting there. Yeah, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. did it. That's true. And it's King just funny Griffey to Sr. think about fucking grounded Ken Griffey Jr. for stealing a fly ball from him. <laughs> I didn't know that, but yeah. I believe that. And then LeBron also said that the door's not closed on him coming back to Cleveland. Cleveland, this, this is for, for you. Yeah. Which, I don't know why the man above always <laughs> gives me the hardest road. I know he never give me anything I can't handle. I'm ready to get my heart broken by LeBron again. See, I'm check. I like I like LeBron. Obviously, it'd be great yeah. to have him back. I'm just been checked out on basketball, like we kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. So it'd be great. I'd probably pay attention more then, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I usually I'll watch a little bit. Usually I'll I'll make time, but I I don't know. I didn't surprisingly even though it was in Cleveland, which was really cool, you know, cool to see everybody there. I didn't see a ton of like about it, especially since, you know, our Twitter space is going to be Cleveland-based people. Yeah. I was I really didn't see as much as I thought I would about really? it and it kind of slipped under the radar. Yeah, I for saw me. a lot. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I, I, mostly, I think I saw more on Instagram than I did on Twitter. So maybe that was Yeah, it. that's kind of that's kind of what I would On expect. top of that, I had some of my friends from back home went to it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like to to the All-Star game. I can't imagine yeah, what those tickets game. would have cost. Uh, I didn't ask, but I'm I'm imagining not cheap. Yeah. Think about how many less seats there are. What does it hold? 20, 28? I don't know. Maybe. I think it's I definitely it under up. 30. It's definitely under 30. It might be more like 18 to 20-ish. I can't remember, but... So you think about the uh, ticket price of that and just... Seats <laughs> are in... I'm dumb. Freaking loans. Arena. 22? 19. Where are we at? Okay, yeah, so think about that versus a baseball stadium. You know, you'll sell out 40000 plus for like an all-star game. Yeah. And in just the NBA in general, I feel like tickets are, you know, more expensive because there's obviously less games. I can't even imagine what that ticket would yeah. cost. I would assume something close to the Super Bowl kind of thing. I wouldn't say that much. Well, just again, demand. You can put, what, 60,000 people in a NFL stadium? You can only yeah. put 19,000 in a 
Yeah, but it's also so. the super like the the Super Bowl is the premier sporting event of the year. Yeah. Except for baseball. I like to tell myself. Yeah, but you It's so wrong. crazy to me that League of Legends has way more people watch their world championship than the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> is that the premier sporting event of the year? Hard to say. Uh I was going to say something mean, but I'm not going to. Okay. It's it's nice to be kind. Yeah. But on the subject of college baseball, it is awesome to have some kind of like base it's like surreal to watch highlights start coming across it's yeah. been such a long dark winter and i mean that right where it's just getting demoralizing i i've just felt that way i mean i love doing this but outside of this it's just hard to even kind of keep up or be involved because it's just what's today day 82 i think 81 82 uh, I mean, you're the one on. who sends the tweet out every morning yeah the memes at 26 baseball pod but it's just exhausting yeah. So we'll, but then I start thinking about when it does happen, how crazy it's going to be, you know, in in how we're going to get a flood, just a a flood of deals done and transactions, and it's going to be nuts. Yeah. If we, I, if I, Major League Baseball pulls their head out of their ass and actually markets people correctly, true. But I mean, even just the deals that are going to get done. Just in the free agency and, and oh, trades yeah. and prior to the, that's what I mean. It's going to be insane to think true. that you know, just like that, they could turn it on and we could be starting this stuff. But yeah, um, very true. Two quick plugs, and then we'll get into some news and then some lockout stuff. Uh, it'll be a slightly shorter episode. We're just going to kind of touch on a little bit of a lot, just a vibe. Um, We're saying they a get slightly a deal shorter to- one, and we usually say that, but it always ends up going longer than we expect. <laughs> True, but it's because hopefully if they have a deal done by the end of the week, we'll do a bonus episode because we're going to have to just, you know, pop off for that. So that's that's the hope. But two quick plugs. One, uh, make sure you go check out uh, the Guardians fan cast. Quincy, you know, is our buddy. Obviously, if you've been listening for any amount of time, does a great job, does a daily podcast. And I was on it uh, today for Monday's episode. It's a two parter. And then I'll be on tomorrow's as well. We drafted. Each, we went back and forth three things that we'd like to be done, you know, and if we could kind of play GM as soon as the lockout's over. So, and we rolled them together. So, we tried to be somewhat realistic. So, make sure you go check him out. He always gives us love and kind of our our sister pod. So, do that. And then yeah. I also have and, a new article. Uh, hey, Quincy, go. you're going to have Alex on, but not me. I feel kind of, I feel kind of <laughs> gypped right here. I think it's because I was bugging him yeah, for the last I'm, month well, or I'm so. I'm coming for your throat. <laughs> okay. Slide into the DMs. He gave me his phone we number. We share a Twitter. Friends. We, That's like, true. I think we're... I know. Like, we, we both have control of that Twitter account. It's not just you. I know. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> and he won't know who's who's who. <laughs> but he gave me his phone number, so now we can text. So I think yeah, we're Yeah, and friends technically now. I have it too, because... <laughs> yeah, you should just out of nowhere text him. <laughs> say, hey... What the heck, man? Yeah. No, he's too nice. We can't we can't bully him too much. I mean, come at his throat, but you know, we can't harass him. He's yeah. too nice. Um, and then the other plug is a uh, new article came out on Friday uh for official Guardians Baseball Insider. So make sure you go check that out. I wrote it um uh, piece on Oscar Mercado and kind of where he when he started, what what he's doing well, 
what he can do for the team now and what his future might look like. So I actually dug into, found some interesting stats and uh, you know some really interesting stuff about where he's productive and in his spray chart. And I, I'll, I'll plug it. I'll put the link in the episode description. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not overly nerdy, but I mean, there's, there's some good stuff in there about his analytical highlights and, he pulls really he- it's no secret he pulls so heavy to left field mm-hmm. and he plays like plays amazing at home and i mean huge road home splits so check that out but paul why don't you hit here on this uh this guardians news from yeah from saturday so saturday dan i'm not even going to try to pronounce this dude's last name sisamborski sure that's probably yeah. closer than i would say it uh <laughs> Um, so Cleveland is up to 10 on the zips top, uh, 100, uh, and recently or previously they were on nine. So we went from nine to 10 on the top 100 that he is preparing for the coming week. Uh, there was a player who would have been number 97 that didn't get the eligible flag. So that bumps someone from the guardians farm system up a little bit. Yeah. And Dan does something for fan graphs. Apparently this is the zip. You know, we've talked about what baseball prospectus now. I think baseball America and the fan graphs does one and that's what zips is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, highlighting that there's going to be 10 of our of our uh, prospects in the top one. So that is 10 percent of the zips. Top 100 are Cleveland Guardians, which is crazy to yeah. think about. I got to think Brian Rocchio, George Valera. Uh, Daniel Espino, Logan Allen, probably Nolan Jones, uh, Gabriel Arias. I'm trying to do this all. We have so many middle Which, infielders. I'm trying to like remember now, who. I, so we could just look it up, but is it out right now? He on Saturday he said it's preparing to. Oh, for the coming week. Yeah, I think it, I don't think it's out yet. Yeah, so probably we'll, not. We'll be able to touch on that. We have so many prospects. I can't even hardly keep track of them all. Yeah. Uh, Yoel uh, or Noel uh, Young Kensi Young Noel Jesus I yeah. got it back I was like why does this not sound right because <laughs> it wasn't uh, so yeah it's it would be crazy to see I'm sure George Valera is going to be up there a bit and it's 10 10 out of 100 that's yeah. so many that's so many <laughs> so that's exciting and then today uh, luckily because there's are like you nothing it or to talk am I about taking it Oh, you can. This is this is all you, but it's just this came through today. All right, so uh, that was on Saturday, and then today, Monday, um, Brian or Brian, fuck, uh, Ben Axelrod, which fucking dope last name, yeah, Axelrod, love that. Uh, tweeted out the Guardians spring training and St. Patrick's Day hats, mm-hmm. which are, in my opinion, dope. They're trucker hats, uh, which you guys can't see. Alex can. That I'm wearing right now. Big fan of trucker hats. Uh, the spring training hats are uh, either dark, dark blue or black uh, and red. And then they also uh, tweeted out the St. Patrick's Day hats, which, again, big fan of. Uh, I have the one from 2018. Um, I don't wear it because it's too small on my big old dome. But... Um, <laughs> but Favorite colors green, uh, so it goes with a lot of what I already have. Mm-hmm. So big fan of those. Yeah, um, 
you know, I like him. It's cool to see him. Uh, the Diamond C is obviously a gigantic improvement over the Block C, even though it's not a gigantic difference. It still feels like a big difference. But um, I'll be honest, compared to some of what the other teams got, it's very muted. And basically, you could tell me this is going to be the opening day hat, and I would kind of believe you. So just relative to other people's, it's a little disappointing. But uh, don't get me wrong. It's it's cool to see the new hats. And I know you're a sucker for a good trucker hat. It's not my personal style, but yeah. um, I just love seeing the Diamond C because the Block C was so plain and just ass and a half. But like you showed me, yeah. Talking Baseball had put out on Instagram or I think tweeted about it too, some of the other teams. And the Cardinals have like an all red with uh, a Cardinal character that we've that's not their logo. It's... It's, yeah, it's like a little slutty car. Yeah, it's like looking over its, little, its shoulder and it's got like a dumper yeah. and it's kind of like making me want to act up. But the Blue Jays got a kind of powder blue, like all powder blue hat with a, a, a the cool Blue Jays logo on it. I mean, they look like alternate things that you wouldn't wear every day. And ours just kind of look like stuff that we would wear on like in April against the Tigers. So again, yeah. it's cool to see it. And again, big improvement. But compared to what the other teams got, it's a letdown. And to be fair, we just went through a complete rebrand. So, which is why we should have maybe cool if hats. they went, maybe if they went through. Well, right now they're still trying to get people to be used to the Diamond C and the the new logos and stuff. So maybe they're they they might wait a couple years to give us some alternate stuff. Right now, this is still brand new to us. So, I mean, it is in the sense that there's literally a slightly different C, but. You know, put the winged logo on it. Do something. I don't know something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but again, it's cool to see it. And thank God for those dropping today or the graphics. Because other than uh, a story about us having ten prospects and some hats, there's literally nothing going on. Yeah. And then as far as the lockout goes, I've promised Paul I'm going to try and hit as much high level as possible. They are going to, I'll skip ahead, they're going to meet every day this week because they've set this deadline that the deal basically needs to be done by the end of the week to not threaten. Did they meet today even though it was They're meeting as we speak right now. So we're recording this at 5.15 Eastern and they've been meeting for like over three hours now. Um, So they're going to meet every single day and finally act like fucking adults. You know, get in the room and hash it out. Eight hour shifts, meet with the different sides, you know, adjourn for a little bit. Uh, you know, you're making a metric fuck ton of money to sit there and debate on whether these people are getting paid enough, essentially or not. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing: people are working longer hour days and getting paid way less to do way harder work. Yeah. So and uh, fucking sack up, pack a lunch, get in there, do the job. Yeah, exactly. And again, the owners are the ones that aren't really doing anything. Just to be clear, uh, you know, we're very very pro player and pro union on this but it's good that they're going to just get in the room and just fight it out a little bit say some stuff you don't mean and but you know come back together and hopefully get a deal done i will say this the optimistic part of me feels like well one i can't be optimistic i'm dead i'm numb to it i can't about this i i fully expect to get my feelings hurt but the idea of like 
Thursday or Friday that we could have a deal and they could finally get this shit done. And then, like we said earlier in the episode, it would just flip on just like that. And next thing you know, we're not talking about the long, dark winter. We're getting trade rumors again. We're getting free agent signings. Spring training's back on, baby. Like, we're going to start seeing film, you know, and, and just it gets my nads really warmed up, like real warm. But also opening that door at my heart just then makes it so I can get hurt when something doesn't happen. And so it's like this little glimpse of like, ooh, what if it happens? But the part of me is like, yeah. I'm dead inside. I feel nothing and I expect nothing. So we'll see. Uh, but the highlights from the last week here. Uh, last Monday, Jeff Passan tweeted out, and this is on brand but also bullshit, that Major League Baseball asked for the ability to eliminate hundreds of minor league jobs, paying jobs, in its latest labor proposal. Uh, the league would not be allowed to implement this plan until uh, after 2022. Currently, teams can roster 180 domestic minor league players, but the league is seeking the ability for the commissioner's office to reduce it to below 150, in quotes, whatever that means. But they could also add to it as well. Uh, but sources right now said two teams have fewer than 150, while five teams have more than 180. Um and it said, while the MLBPA represents only major leaguers, it does bargain for a number of amateur and minor league issues. And among those is the draft. And the union in July proposed a 20-round draft, something that the league accepted. And it's one of the few points that they've agreed during negotiations. So the biggest thing of this is just like the optics of they're trying to, one, not pay minor leaguers during spring training, like we talked about. And then this open-ended thing that says that they would be able to... to Take the what sounds like a floor currently is minimum 150. Well, no, it's not even that because two teams, right? No, because teams have fewer. Yeah, than 150. two teams have fewer than 150. So I'm not sure, but regardless, just the idea that they're seeking the ability to reduce it to below 150 or maybe like a general average is just not a good look. Like, come on, we're trying to grow the game. The optics are just so bad. Like, they don't even realize. I mean, why? You're trying to not pay players. We're going through this bullshit. And then also, you know, seeking the ability to, you know, roster less players. Yeah. So then we're going to have less talent pool, less people are going to be. I mean, it's already a grind in the minor leagues. Just because you get there, you're not getting anything. You're going to live basically in poverty. You know what I mean? Unless you make it to the big leagues. So more development is better. I, I, You're going to let people slip through the cracks. I don't know. Do you have, I mean... Am I crazy? I mean, this is nuts. Like, it's it's probably yeah. a smaller issue. It's just at a bad time, but it's also like a yeah, bad. Here's look. the thing, right? So if there's already there's two teams, right, that that are below the 150 mark, mm-hmm. so it can be done. Is it right? Probably not. Um, but and there's five teams over 180, so that tells me that there's majority of teams are operating in between that that 30 player range right there. Mm-hmm. So maybe the below 150 thing is a bit much. Um maybe you you make it 160 cut cut the middle maybe make it 165. Well, I think the average is somewhere in there right now. I think they're just trying to drag the average team or kind of make it more yeah. normalized to get below 150. You know, that's kind of what I'm gleaning here and it's just like, why? Because, again, you multiply but this by 30, 30 teams. So it's yeah. like when you start adding up the jobs that way, you know, 30 times, you know. But here, here, also, here's the thing. 
Now, are these just minor league teams that are affiliated with professional baseball teams? Or are there also like other minor league teams like the Savannah Bananas who are not affiliated to any professional organization? It would just be professional. Otherwise, it would have nothing to do with it at all. This would just be professional. But here's the thing. It says also it says it does bargain for a number of amateur slash minor league issues. Yeah, but I mean, is Savannah Banana, which is funny to say, is that I don't think yeah. that's wrapped up. I think that's its completely own different thing. They play normal minor league teams. They do, but they play a whole different kind yeah. of game. They play. They they've played normal minor league teams. I didn't know that. I just see them play. I thought it was just like a circus kind of league because they don't play yeah. normal baseball. They play with like completely different rules. Not all the time. I didn't know that. I thought they. Yeah, every game's not not. I mean, they joke around every game. They do like weird stuff, but they not every game's played with seven innings or whatever. Yeah, the weird like random bullshit they come. Yeah, up the with. crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, so we I guess we should ignore the Savannah Bananas part because we don't know whether they're part of this. But, yeah, I mean, amateur slash whatever, you know, minor leagues. So there could be possibly even more than 30 teams at this effect. So my, my thing is, is um, yes, it limits the number of players that you can have on a roster, right? But here's the thing. What's going to happen is, let's say a team's at 165, right? We'll, we'll, we'll just take the average mm-hmm. here and, and split the middle. The The worst, your least talented 15 players are getting cut. Yeah. Which is low A ball. Let's be honest, the likelihood of those people ever making it to the show are... It's very small. Yeah, that's true. Yes, they're still out there living a dream of playing. It's still professional baseball, mm-hmm. right? Because it's 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 still it's minor league, but it's still professional baseball. But is losing the your the, an organization's bottom fifteen players detrimental to the future of a franchise? I'm not sure. I just, again, I think it's just not a good look, all things considered. It's always trying to skim a little bit of this, a skim a little bit of that. And if even the average, you know, roster. Now, let, let me bring this up, yeah. right? So let's say this saves this saves an organization. It wouldn't even be that X much amount of money. dollars. Yeah, it can't even be that much. Well, if you think about it, right? So I, an average double A player gets paid. I think I saw something. It was like. It's like 40, isn't it? 38, 40? 40, yeah. 40, 40K. I'm assuming it'd be on the lower end, though. So I say we'd say like 30, 30,000. Yeah, well, let's say 30. So 30 times 15 is how much? Uh, I think 450,000. Let me verify. Okay, 450,000. Then multiply that by 30, just to say it's even. An even 30. That would save the league. One uh, thirty. Oh God, sorry, I screwed this up because I had the math right. What we say thirty thousand times uh, fifteen players, obviously, would save each one four hundred fifty thousand, yep. and then in total, and then multiply it'd that be by thirteen point five million. 
Now let's say though that thirteen point five million, the league went and put back into that pre-arbitration pre-arbitration pool that we talked about in the past two episodes. Yeah. Would you say that would be fair? I mean, I guess it, it, but they won't pour it back into that. Again, this isn't. I, this is kind of a minor point, and it only came up last week, and nobody's really said anything. Again, I just think yeah. it's bad optics of, you know, four, a half a mil a team for this, and and just the number of jobs it eliminates. Because you know, fifteen times thirty is obviously four hundred and fifty individuals that won't play anymore. So I don't know how much it'll hurt development as much as just. Not a good look that they're they're trying to skim skim again off the top a little bit and, and beat it down. So, but I guess you're being a little bit of a voice of reason. But they also are, you know, offering 15 mil versus like a hundred, and so I I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's just not a good look. Um, on Tuesday, uh, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report today. So first things first, rest in peace spring training it's just you know we'll see what happens but it's just big sad and then that was also the day that we got news that the next collective bargaining session between mlb and mlbpa sorry we got news that nothing was still scheduled as of tuesday and the players were trying to figure out how they wanted to respond on wednesday uh found out that they were expected to meet later this week but nothing was formally scheduled and as later last week What'd you say? Later last week. Yeah, correct. As in, like, up until, yeah. you know, through Sunday, yesterday. Um, they And at, as of last Wednesday, they hadn't met in two weeks on core economic issues. Um, mm-hmm. And then a Wednesday was the first official day of spring training. Tuesday was pitchers and catchers, so that sucked as well. And then we found out later on Wednesday, you know, a bunch of stuff kind of coming out that they were going to meet on Thursday for uh, a meeting and the players were going to make a proposal and then splitting something up to some general MLB news. Something came out also on Wednesday that Juan Soto prior to the lockout rejected a 13 year, $350 million contract from the nationals. Now, then I, here's my thing, right? It's definitely not the money. Do you think it's the years that he doesn't like? No, it's the money. It's the money. You really think yeah, so? Yeah, he may be the first $500 million player. So That's 26.9 a year. He's he's looking for easy 400 plus. Like four, I think realistically he could hit like 450. So it's it's the money. It's a lot of money. So. I See, I think the... Well, he's come out and said, like basically without saying it, that it's the money. His camp believes that he'll he'll okay. get like four fifty to five. Well, that officially rules out the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, uh, in case anybody's wondering, <laughs> not going to be able to trade for Juan Soto and then also extend him, just in case anybody's wondering. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday, it was really frustrating. The meeting uh, between MLBPA and MLB lasted fifteen minutes yet again um, because we can't have anything nice. And there were some notes here. It's going to be a hodgepodge. Dan Hollum and Bruce Meyer, the lead negotiators, had a side meeting after the main meeting ended. Apparently, Give me the cliff notes of it. Yeah, it, it lasted about 20 minutes. And they said it seemed to be a decent conversation. And MLB will get back to the Players Union about, you know, basically what's this week scheduling. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, during that offer, though, it's important the players uh, no longer proposed that players with at least two years of service time became arbitration eligible. Instead, they wanted to figure, yeah, there's no way for, I'm just going to hit the highlights. Basically, Super 2s, players that have more service time than two years, but less than three, they fall in this awkward amount. They're trying to get a certain percentage worked out so that more players are considered Super 2s, which means that you get arbitration uh, a year earlier. So that's a way that we could get people get people paid. Um and yeah, there's no way without getting nitty gritty into that. So I'm, that, the highlight is they're they're trying to come up with some different ways of you know bend, mm-hmm. bending without breaking. Um, and then there were some more notes that MLB obviously wasn't happy. It lasted 15 minutes. They didn't think it was a great one. Um, and it said they the league will not move at all on time to arbitration expanding. So basically, when they said. MLBPA tried to flex a little bit on that Super 2 who would get into arbitration a little bit earlier, getting more players. Um, the league flat out said like they won't move on that. That's a no no dice. We won't expand the number of players that get four years of arbitration instead of three. And um, talks just are not, not looking good and obviously opening days in peril. And the union felt that you know they are lessening their demands to get players arbitration s- sooner. And it should have been received as significant. So they felt like they're really making, you know, a little bit of a move, a little bit of a good faith, like yeah. take something off the top, let's get some movement. And MLB just kind of threw up the double birds. It was like, nah, that ain't it, dog. And then same day, we learned that uh, the competitive balance tax threshold, um, this is just for reference a little bit, it was $117 million in 2003. It's $206 million in 2019, Okay. During that time, revenue from MLB went from $3.9 billion to $10.7 billion in the last 16 years. And all their... MLB is proposing, basically, that that competitive balance tax threshold only raise by less than 1% per year during the next CBA. So this is another issue where the amount of payroll ceiling, like, it's not a... It's not a payroll ceiling, but those taxes get real hefty. So it kind of serves as mm-hmm. a soft ceiling. It's not commensurate yeah. in any way with the revenue that's being brought in. It's it's not. You know what I mean? It's, you know, you triple your revenues basically, but it, it, it with inflation and everything, it, it doesn't go hand in hand at all. Like at all. It's just bullshit. So not to get too nitty gritty, just again, they're greedy. They're basically ignoring inflation and everything else. Um another thing came out uh they basically stated that in order for the season to start on time they have to have a new cba by february 28th so that's a week from today um you know obviously spring training needs to be at least four weeks and uh they started floating out the idea that they would meet every day this week which is what they're going to do um and basically just some more news here uh just keep it in chronological order that you know, all the rumors came around about, hey, we think they're going to meet every day next week and really try and hash this out. Um, and that's what's going to happen. So that's a good thing. Uh, as part of this on Friday, Major League Baseball had to postpone spring training games through March 5th. So even if they create a deal, it can't start until March 5th. And I think that's why they got to get this deal done by the 28th because you need some time for players to report. And then assuming that they start on March 5th, then there, that's enough time that the season would still start on time, which would which would be good. Yeah. Um, and then just some more bullshit. 
when MLB said that, you know, we're canceling it until the 5th, they came out and made a statement. We regret that without a CBA in place, we must postpone the start until no earlier than Saturday, March 5th. All 30 clubs are unified in their strong desire to bring back the players onto the field and fans back to the stands. And MLBPA came out and said, um, you know, MLB announced today that it must, in you know, quotations, postpone the start of spring training. And this is fake. Nothing requires the league to delay the start of spring training, much like nothing required them to implement a lockout. Um, but despite these decisions, the players remain committed to the negotiating process. So MLBPA called them on their bullshit again. Like, n- <laughs> nobody made you, you know what I mean? Nobody's making you yeah. postpone it. You're setting your own, you're the one that put it in a lockout, so we can't even have, it's so frustrating. Um, and then, why don't you take the next thing, because it's exhausting talking yeah. about this, and this is a little bit more fun. Yeah, so, um, yes, or Saturday, today's Monday, not Sunday. So Saturday, Jorge Soler's home run ball from Game 6 of the World Series was sold for over $70,000, $70,745 to be exact. I'm just surprised it's it came down from orbit. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm 100% that's a fake ball. You think so? Oh, that that ball was either A, imploded on impact, yeah. or B, is chilling with Saturn right now. Yeah. All jokes aside, it does have a letter of proof, provenance, excuse me. Uh, I think that's how it's provenance. Provenance. And uh, you can see where you hit the ball, and it's they use special balls that you can't recreate but all but joking wise yeah there's no way it's real because that thing's an orbit dog <laughs> he sent that shit to the moon yeah but yeah it's just crazy to the think. ball's got a little bit of a dent on that's it what too. i'm saying man he yeah that shit's crazy um and then earlier today we just learned that they were going to meet at one o'clock and again that we have a, a week to make the deal as of again as we're recording this they were meeting for over three hours if they're still meeting it's been more than that um, they adjourned for a little bit, took a little break, right? Gotta gotta just back off. A little lunch. Take a little break. A little lunch get a, break. Get a little lunch. Get a, get a get a little sandwich and a coffee, maybe. Yeah, just get resharpened up. But it is yeah. exciting. They're down in Florida. Maybe they're getting a cubano. Yeah, a. But <laughs> what I like, a, so going back to it, here's what's going to happen. We will miss a lot of baseball if it doesn't get done by the end of this week or we're going to start on time. There's literally no middle ground because if it doesn't get done now when they're com- well, committed to meeting Monday through Friday, right? Like if it doesn't get done now, I mean the the season will officially be delayed even if it's a week. Well, let let, let yeah, let, so normal opening days what? Like March 31st or so. They start March fifth. There's no way that we start on. If, no, if spring changes, they've calculated it out. They would shorten it to four weeks. However, the math okay. works out. It without we wouldn't miss games. However, you know if they start on March fifth, okay. Or maybe it's or March third. I think it is. Is it March third? No, it's March fifth. Yep, March fifth. Sorry. Yeah, you're right about the math there. Um, maybe they'd have them report a little bit sooner, and they're just. You know, without a CBA, they refuse to let people. I I don't know, but they figured it out. Both sides have kind of agreed or now here's the acknowledged. thing with there's going to be like we talked about. There's going to be mad deals happening. That's what I'm so ramped up for. It's not even just getting baseball back, which obviously I want. Well, it's, here's the thing: if if spring training doesn't start till March 5th, we know that there's going to be a whole 
hodgepodge of transactions happening, right? Mm-hmm. What is that? So players are just going to be thrown around because not everyone has spring training in Arizona or Florida or are those the only two places? What was it? Not everyone has spring training in Arizona or Florida. I think those are the only two places. But still, like, I imagine having to travel from Arizona to Florida for a different spring training if you were to get traded or signed by something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. First off, what's that? Three time zones. That's a three-hour difference, right there. Yeah, it is. Maybe four. No, no, maybe. it's three from east three to hours. east. Uh, depending on the year, Arizona's three behind. I think two or three. Well, I still, I uh, is is Florida in? Yeah, yeah, it's Eastern. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a two-hour difference. I was trying to think from when I lived in Florida, but they're still meeting as but of I right think now. It's on different. So, and that was an hour ago that people said the three-hour mark. Which just so, we're not getting a deal today, but it's just nice to see get in there that they're actually battling it out. Yeah, get in there, get some stuff done. Let's figure it out. Uh, but I mean, I really think if it can't be done now, when both sides at least seem committed to meeting for legitimate amounts of time for the first time all off season, yeah. knowing like if it doesn't happen this week, we're missing games. Like once they commit to that, then I think they're digging their heels in. You know what I mean? Because why wouldn't you? Like if you couldn't do it this week, mm-hmm. you're gonna dig your heels in and say. I'm not giving this up. Suck it. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it's going to go. Yeah. But Go ahead and lick my balls from the back on a Tuesday. True. Uh, but, yeah, if it gets done on, like, Thursday or Friday, we'll do a special episode. Baseball's back. See if we can't hash out all the details. But I will literally, like, borderline. I won't cry. But it'll be like, <gasps> holy crap. I'll do the episode dressed in a bunny costume. Yeah, let's no. do it, man. Who cares? But it's just crazy to think it could come back, you know? Like... It's yeah. just been so long, 81 or 82 days, whatever it is. It's just. I will say I've been loving the college baseball content that I've been seeing everywhere. I know, which a beautiful segue then to uh, kind of a borderline, a very light main topic. Again, we're really yeah. hoping that this week we're going to get a deal and then we'll come back for a second episode. But a um, little bit of a two-parter. You wanted to talk about the bands that players you saw was it Vanderbilt yeah. was wearing? So so Vanderbilt's wearing them. They're these um electronic bands that that all nine players on Vanderbilt's team are wearing, but what's happening is Vanderbilt's pitching coach is typing in a series of numbers and they're all coming up on these like watches that all these players are wearing. And it tells the pitcher what pitch to throw, where to throw it, how to throw it, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, so all nine players are wearing it so they can react or they, they can kind of set up to, okay, he's throwing this ball inside to a, to a left-hander, mm-hmm. right? Let's shift over towards the first baseline a little bit because likely it's more likely he's going to pull this than push this to the opposite field. Yeah, So they can shift over a little bit. Uh, so... My question was, um, how do you feel about it? So I don't have a huge issue with it, but I don't love it at the same time because the main thing is to help pace a play, which college baseball doesn't have an issue with. But, you know, that's what a lot of these people and the article kind of cites is, you know, help pace a play, um, helps with sign stealing, most importantly, sign stealing and all that. And to me, I'm not trying to be a baseball purist, 
it has nothing to do with the technology as much as just the gamemanship of like needing to go through you know talking without having to talk to your pitcher and catcher it's that that sweet strategy of the game that can get missed if you're casual but you understand when signs are getting crossed up or you know a catcher and a a pitcher you know like yadi and uh wainwright have worked long they don't even have to throw signs down like that shit is just like (laughs) i could tear up like that is just so beautiful so that will bring it into my next topic that i wanted to bring up with you okay We've kind of talked about it on this podcast before, and we don't agree on this. All right, so now I think I know with, what this is going to be. With the automatic strike zone. Yeah, which I am in favor of. So I a little so, flip little... Here's what I am going to say about this. I had a epiphany yesterday about it. Okay. So, what is... Wh- you think of elite catchers. Mm-hmm. There's defense on defense. We're we're ignoring offense right now, right? Yeah. There's three things you think of when you think of an elite catcher. Mm-hmm. Their ability to throw out people stealing. Yep. Their ability to call a baseball game. Yep. And framing. Yeah, framing is like the the lost not lost art. It's like the thing that puts you over the top as a defensive if, catcher. If you implement a robotic strike zone right yep you can take framing out of the completely equation. completely eliminates framing, which is fine because batters would be <laughs> no but here's the thing batters should be rewarded with both sides win you know we talk about so you're taking so pretty much you're taking a all a catcher needs to do to be elite now is to be able to throw to second yeah, I mean, it would greatly change the. Ca- I mean, you still got to let you still got to do some sequencing, and it just takes how if they're if if we're moving towards where coaches are. Putting I, I didn't fucking, say I wanted that. I'm I don't like that. I know, but what I'm saying is, if you're gonna have an electronic strike zone, fucking baseball might as well go all the fuck in, right? And have robot pitchers pitching to like here's the like you're taking away. What makes what sets catchers to a different level, right? There's great defensive catchers mm-hmm. when it comes to being able to block a pitch, being able to throw to second, being able to call a game. But the thing is, is it being able to frame a pitch is something that takes a, a complete different level of focus, knowledge, and in skill. And if you do an electronic strike zone, right, that co- you're completely taking that out of the game. Yeah. And you're changing the the catcher position forever. No, you are. Absolutely. And, I mean, there's only a few that do framing really well. I mean, there's analytics and stuff on it, but the eye test is, you know, uh, Robo was incredible at framing, for example. Um, and there's a bunch of catchers that aren't nearly as talented. And that, that can get you a lot of outs and a lot of strikes, and it changes the whole game, you know. When you get a strike you're not supposed to, or you know, you you keep something that's a well, I guess it's the same thing. I'm just saying it backwards. Something that'd be a ball, obviously, and give you that strike. So same thing. But here's how I look at it with the robotic strike zone. If you can get it right, you should. And I know it's a little overwhelming at first, and it, it is a lot. It's a it's gonna be a monstrous change. But think about batters, how many times you played high school ball, right? You got punched out, okay, and you weren't supposed to. Or you take a strike that's a ball, and you know it's a ball, and you get screwed. But here's the thing. 
that's still part of the game. Like that. Like here's it, it's still it's been that way forever. Which is not an excuse. That's still it, it's one of the beauties of baseball is that there's still human error involved in it. Like it, it there's. Not everything on a baseball field is reviewable. Not everything on a football field is reviewable. Not everything on a hockey arena is reviewable. Yeah. Right? There are certain things that you can review and can't review. And there's certain things that are up to human error. And I think the strike zone and calling balls and strikes should still be one of those things. Which is fair. It's not a hill I'm going to die on. I just support it. I think that... You know, pitchers always have advantages, and, you know, we talk about them being soft, even though I'm a sucker for great pitching. And, you know, batters will finally get some kind of advantage. Now, if the pitcher's hitting his spots, you know, then the batter is, you know, just as liable or is going to have issues. You know what I mean? He's not going to get any good calls. But no more of that, hey, a pitcher's here, dealing. Here's the thing, though, right? If we If we talk about umpires calling ball strikes... It's not balls that are completely wildly out of the strike zone. More times than not, right? It's balls that are are on the edge to where, like, yeah, when we go back and look at it, you're like, oh, that was a ball. It's not like as soon as the pitch is thrown, you're like, that was a ball. No. There's a decent amount you know of those. I mean? It's been a while since we've watched a baseball game. I think you're selling it a little short. I mean, that's why that umpire scorecard thing, and I love them, and they chart every single umpire performance for every game during the season. And there's going to be variability. It's human error. Like, of course it is. But there are some that just suck ass. And part of this, let me go off of this too. Part of it is the umpires union is a bunch of bullshit because there's people that are just stuck in the game and they don't take action on them, even though Angel Hernandez is going to be a problem a hundred times this season, right? And we're going to talk about how crazy he is and how much he sucks. So that also put, presses the point because they don't. And Joe West retired, and we're down a we're down a great one. Yeah, I mean he was dramatic and stuff, but he had it in him to be good. I didn't have a huge issue, but they then they they still force some. Uh, you know, umpires into the playoffs and they can pick and choose a little bit, but they don't even necessarily, what you should do is how many, what, what person, let me slow down. Sorry. What they should do for playoffs is not just tenure, not just whatever. Look at who had the most accurate calls all year based on, uh, reviewed calls. You know, what was your overturned percentage? What was, you know what I mean? And take that into account. Instead, it's just like, you've been here a long time. It's unionized, whatever, you know, just go out there, run them out there and you're allowed to call games. And that, that hurts the sport. There's a, a lot of them are really good and within tolerance. Some of them are really bad. And these strike zones are crazy. This is something I follow a lot because I love that umpire scorecard account. And I look at them almost, I would look at them every day. I just scroll through when they would release, you know, all the games that were played. Yeah. And the shapes of the strike zones are not like rough squares with a little to the left, a little up, a little down, a little right. You see some like crazy shapes that we haven't seen since like high school geometry. I mean, truly, this is something that I pay a lot of attention to. It's bad. So, and some of them are great. You'll see every once in a while that beautiful, like, 99% accuracy, and it's just like, oh, yeah. like, hell yeah. But some of them literally look like a three-year-old took a crayon, fisted it right, and went like, nah, this is a strike zone. That's unacceptable. That's, that's but here's bad. The thing. If he, the, the, what, what I was taught growing up, what... I'm sure a lot of people listening were taught growing up that played baseball is like if an umpire strike zone is if it's bad 
but it's consistent, right? Like if if yeah. After after a couple or after you've seen an umpire a couple times, right? Because even in high school baseball, you see the same umpires, yeah. that rotate through, and they might be calling um, it low that day, or or they might be given well, the left. And corner. here's the thing: their 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 strike zone is going to be somewhat similar to what it was the last time you saw them. In or, theory, so it, yeah, but as long as their strike zone is consistent to what they call. A batter can adjust to it. Yeah. And that's something cool that the umpire scorecard also takes into account. It takes into, like, literal accuracy, and then it takes it relates it to consistency. There's two scores yeah. that you get. And it's not uncommon to see people in the high... High 80s is pretty bad, but you'll see them. But, like, low 90s. So, like, 91% consistency. But then, say, your accuracy is also 90%. Like, you don't just double the math. That's not how it works. Yeah. But that that's an issue. You're not even just being consistent. Now, if it's bad, but you're at 95, 96% consistency, then, okay, I get what you're saying. It's still wrong, but there's just not, I mean, and umpiring is so difficult. We don't do it. These people are still the best of the best, but, you know, as someone that, you know, we say pitchers are soft and, you know, batters don't have any, as many advantages and they don't, this, to me, would reward true plate discipline, and it would force people to pitch in the zone. Just because you've got 8Ks and you're cooking and you're you know, one of the aces of the league, you're not going to just get those calls. So at, at this point, they, then it, on top of that, it takes away from batters chasing a pitch outside, the, a pitcher running something a little bit outside and, chase, and getting a batter to chase outside the zone. Well, it, it if they think the umpire will it completely call it. eliminates a bunch of stuff from the game of baseball, and it's going to be something that dramatically changes the game. I don't know about. I mean, kind of. I think it'll change. No, it is. It will dramatically change the, the catching thing. position. If catchers will catch on one knee, like they're not going to have to worry about framing. They can save their knees. There's literally the at, at this point, right? You could throw if 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 this is what you do. Right, and they go to the same thing Vanderbilt's doing on top of a robotic strike zone. All you have to do to be a catcher is have a strong arm. Yeah, and hopefully a little bit of a. Well, you still need to catch and, and call. But yeah, you're saying with the the pitch sequencing. I again, I don't really want to see that. That takes and here's the gamesmanship thing. Anyone so the the calling a game and and baseball IQ that stuff can it can still be learned, right? Like. It, it, you you have a sense for a game. Everyone has a sense. If you're playing Major League Baseball, you have a sense for the game, yeah. right? You're you're going to be able to call. You, you can learn how to call a game. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck! I learned how to do it in high school, right? You know what I mean? Like it's it. The hardest thing is watching film and knowing what a batter is going to do. That's just out. That's just being dedicated to studying film mm-hmm. and, and looking at scouting reports. That's that's something that someone can learn and, and and figure out how to do. Framing, you can kind of learn how to do it, but you still have to have the reflexes and the the hand eye coordination to be able to do it. Not everyone can. Yeah, and not do it in a jerky like rip it yeah. into the zone. It's got to be real casual. I mean, it's a skill. So, so he, he the thing it's you're changing a lot about you're 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 essentially taking away. Now you're making the pitcher the most important player on the field instead of the catcher. If you do both of them, yes. Yeah. But, again, I don't support the other one. I think that would be overkill. And I'm hoping that, you know, at the major league level, 
obviously with the sequencing and the just the 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 pure skill you know what i mean that it takes to to do all that i don't i don't want to see a coach call every pitch at the, i mean that's what are we watching you know what i mean yeah that, that's ridiculous to me but i can again i'm i support the electronic strike zone and and I think that it hits a little extra home, you know, for you, obviously, as a catcher, and I understand why. And it will change the position. It will. But you still need people that don't let pass the balls. You still have to get on the same page. You still have to defensively catch. The biggest change is just, again, I don't think the, I don't think the electronic wristbands are coming anytime soon to MLB. I, I really don't. Um, and if it does, then we'll tackle that. But just on its own, just an electronic strike zone will change the catching position. But the biggest thing will just be framing and accuracy, which I can, you know, it, you love seeing someone that can frame. It's, I mean, it's an art. It's someone that just puts a little mwah, extra onto it. But you still have to throw guys out. You still have to call a game. You still, you know, gotta gotta block balls. You, well, and here's the thing. So on top of that, right? You don't need an electronic wristband to get a call from a coach. True. All you gotta do is look to the right, and he throws up four fingers, and you're like, "Okay, the coach wants a fastball. Yeah, the coach wants a cutter, right? Yeah. Which teams can do that now, and they not, do. You're not cha- like probably to an extent. And here's the thing, right? So at that point, like you don't you don't need someone that needs not to call the game. You just need someone with a strong arm, and that can drop down to their knees, yeah, and put their chest in front of a ball. And you know what level that happens already without electronics is. You know, we're you're biting at a lot of stuff here. Is obviously not what I want in the game either. But just electronic strike zones on on its own, I can I can get behind personally. Not at all. I get it. That that might that'll probably be one of the things that makes me. I'm already upset with Major League Baseball with how they do the game because, like I talked about last episode, right? The further you wait, the further away you get from Major League Baseball, the more truer game of baseball you find yeah and like fun and pimp jobs and celebrations and 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 you see kids having fun and you see kids playing the game the way baseball was supposed to be played you don't you don't have to deal with all the marketing bullshit you don't have to deal with all the the which that's going to come with professional sports anywhere you go Mm -hmm. but the thing is is if you add they're not going to add electronic sports uh strike zone to high school baseball they're not going to add it to uh like literally baseball or they probably they might not even add it to college baseball you know what i mean so um at the same time so what what why change the game at that level when you're not going to do it at every other level and these kids are growing up playing it one way and then all of a sudden boom you got to snap and change to where yeah i mean if you're the top 1% i mean i would just argue there's not replay at at like high school level you know what i mean so yeah well, I'm saying there's not. So I mean, that's a change that there isn't. But I, I, it's a, it's a bigger change than just replay. But there's, there's replay at the college level. Yeah. So that that at at yes, you're right. At a certain point, you got to adjust. Adjusting to okay, now the umpires can go through and replay something, and adjusting to where oh, now there's no wiggle room in this strike zone. Now this is the only place like that. That's a completely different. That's no, it is. Learn the replays. You aren't fundamentally changing the game of baseball. Yeah, an electronic strike zone. You're fundamentally changing the game of baseball. Yeah, I mean you're taking the human error out of it. Yeah, which I can get behind, but I get it. It's it's going to be a big difference in in accuracy, but the game will adapt. It'll shake it up a little bit. 
Does the game need shooken up? Not necessarily, but I can just... Because at, at a certain point, at, at how much... At what point is it too much change where it's not the same game? Yeah, and that's what they always got to teeter, you know? But I can... I just think about all the times, you know, you're you're a, a great at bat, full count, and, you know, uh, uh, trigger happy um, pulls the, you know, pulls the string on somebody and, and rings them up for, you know, what was ball for. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like. But there's also times where. Yeah, you're going to get calls. Sometimes that a strike deserve. gets called a ball yeah. and, and a batter gets rewarded with a free bag. And if we can smooth that out to be just more net and and. These guys train themselves so well. The pitchers train, the the batters train their eyes, and you know lay off this and that. I mean, it would reward both. I think hitters will finally probably get a little extra something, something, hopefully, and and know that they can operate in the zone. They can also just look in the zone and focus on that. And and again, that you still got to hit the ball, which is the hardest thing to do in sports. But if you know you don't have to expand your zone too much, and and you know that you can rely on those getting called accurately, that that'll change the game offensively a little bit too. It's a butterfly effect. It's until I mean they're already doing it in the um, in some of the experimental leagues a little bit. I mean it will come eventually. I don't I don't think there's any question. I think it's less than five years away. Maybe it's next CBA, so maybe it's five years away. I'm not sure. That I'm telling you right now, if we're still doing a podcast, then I'm not doing a podcast anymore. Damn, that'll ruin that'll ruin me watching Major League Baseball. Damn, big sad. I'm telling you that right now. That's a, that's a guarantee. <sighs> Bold words. I hope they don't do it now. <laughs> I, I I I'm 100 dead ass serious. Okay, I'll watch I'll watch college baseball exclusively. Damn. Well, then I really don't hope for it now, even though I support <laughs> it. All right, last thing here before we wrap up, because hopefully we'll be back a second time this week. You had char- you had charged me with picking a team or two that we're going to just support or follow. It, it, we're not going to hardcore yeah, do it. baseball team. Yeah, we're not going to hardcore do it. We're just going to you know kind of have something. Maybe, maybe during the season, once a month, we check in and, and, and see where they're standing. Talk a little shit. on the top 25. Yeah, yeah if our teams um, play each then, other. And then once the Little League World Series, or not Little League World Series, College World Series comes around, that'll be a whole different thing. Maybe we'll do it for the Little League World Series too. But for the College World Series... We'll 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 make like a little bracket and and pick our teams and root for them. Yeah. So th- I just picked one, not two. Sorry, uh, but I only picked one as well. Okay, I, but I have one, and it's gonna be the Arkansas Razorbacks. And oh, you're going you're going front runner, front runner. Yeah, I'm picking a good team. Uh, I did punch in top 25 college, but I know the UCLA's, I know the Vanderbilt's, I know the Florida State or whatever, I know those. The but, Texas Longhorns. Yeah, and they're like ranked one. But I just like the logo, I mean it's literally a wild boar in red, and then the fact they're called the Razorbacks, and they're from Arkansas, which like, Arkansas? I don't know. It just I wanted a somewhat contender, but I didn't pick Vanderbilt, I didn't pick UCLA. Okay. You know, I, I, I tried to pick someone that is a good team it's someone that's relevant that will be on espn you know or or they'll be nationally televised to an extent i wasn't going to pick somebody too niche but i didn't pick like a vanderbilt or somebody so the i want to say arizona because the arizona diamondbacks the arkansas razorbacks the the walmart version of the arizona diamondbacks apparently not a bad team not a bad team i'll give you that yeah so racer back up baby i 
I told you my team, and I almost flip-flopped to I almost picked the Virginia Tech Hoagies. Okay. Live in Virginia right now. One of my really good friends was a fullback at Virginia Pet Virginia Tech. Okay. Um But I'm and then I almost swapped to what was my dream school, TCU, Texas Christian University, the Horn Frogs. <laughs> Ayo, ribbit, ribbit. Um <laughs> I don't know. But I'm going with my original pick, the Eastern Carolina University Pirates. Okay. What's the significance of it? Just um, they're close to where I'm at. They're they're a, a they're only like a two and a half hour drive away from me. I think. Okay. Um, so probably gonna go try to catch some games. Oh, geez, you're all in, all in. Oh yeah. Um, they're they're a very they have a very good baseball program. Purple um, and yellow, like Vikings and colors. Yellow. They got a they got a pretty dope logo. Damn. Okay. Um, East. Think of East Carolina University. What do you think of? Nothing else other than baseball. Okay. You probably didn't even think of baseball because you don't. You've never really followed college baseball, have you? No, I haven't. So, so I've 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 followed it pretty. I wouldn't say loosely. I follow it a decent bit. Um, but they've they've been good the past the past couple years, past probably seven years. Um. So I'm going with the Eastern Carolina University Pirates. I hope they play each other. So my Razorbacks oh, give yeah. you the fucking work. <laughs> no. But it's a fun thing. You know, we'll just kind of pay attention. It'll probably fall by the wayside once we get real baseball because we do enough of that. But I'll fuck no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make sure once a month we talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Eastern Carolina University Pirates. I love that. And you're going to have to help me, like remind me and stuff. I'll, I'll try and remember. Yeah. Because once the, the, the real deal, like the do next month it, or the, two. The last week of the month or the first week of the month? Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want. We forgot the douchebag well, of the we, month. If we if we say the last week of the month we're doing it, or the first week of the month we're doing it, right? Then we can. It's easier to stick to it. The first week, I guess. Whatever you want. Paul. Okay. This first is all week of you. the month. First week of the month. So, we we tackled a lot of stuff here, but hopefully we're going to get a deal done by the end of the week. We didn't really tackle a lot of stuff. We just had a long ass debate. Yeah, it's true, but it's good. It's natural, yeah. like, feelings and talking about the game, actually, not just yeah. lack of nothing happening. But hopefully, we'll be back for a second episode, and uh, hopefully my Razorbacks... And let us know what you guys think about the electronic strike zone and the wristbands that Vanderbilt's wearing. Let us know what you guys think on Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, they're two different camps. I don't think it'd be crazy to hear people supporting one and not the other, or maybe they hate both, you know, maybe both... People like both. I'm not sure. I'm not a fan of both. Yeah. I don't like either of them. Yeah. I get it. So. All right. Well, I'm also, I guess, a baseball purist. Yeah. I, I like the game the way it is for sure. But, you know, I can give and take a little bit here and there. Which, you know, neither's wrong. So. Fingers crossed. Super hard. I've got four fingers crossed. Two set per hand because math. That we get a deal done this week. We- Shock the world, baby. <laughs> Stop. We could talk about real <laughs> stuff um, and get back to transactions, you know, trade rumors, hopefully, crap like that. It's super exciting to think about. 
Um, but thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please make sure to subscribe, follow the show, turn on automatic downloads. Uh, like we said last week, if you didn't watch the, or listen, excuse me, to the episode with our friend John, who's a Yankees fan who has automatic downloads on, like, come on, if a Yankees fan has it on, you need to have them on so you never miss a show. Which, okay, we kind of gave him shit. I want to, I want to back him up a little bit not a lot because he has dated my sister and if he backs up i'll beat the shit out of him True, he's a good guy and yeah he's a really good guy like him a lot but i'll fuck you up yeah um the only reason he's a yankees fan is because his either his grandpa or his great grandpa played for the yankees mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it, it's not kind of gets a pass he gets a slight pass but it's too easy to dog on him so you know yeah. he's not a bandwagon he just has one of those faces too where you just want to make fun of him <laughs> okay i was gonna go there but jesus christ <laughs> i love you john but uh yeah if he's got it on you need to turn automatic downloads on make sure you go follow us on twitter and tiktok at 216 baseball pod if you'd like to come on the show or let us know what you think or suggestions anything feedback please uh do so email us Email us at email us at there we go two one six yeah I know and you're not gonna edit that out email us not at, at all two one six baseball pod at gmail dot com and hopefully we'll be back later this week or sliding them DMs baby yeah true um hopefully we'll be back later this week if not we'll be back on Monday with another new episode guards up baby guards up baby let's go. Let's go.